I think it's fun to shine the spotlight on on exactly what is going on in hiring marketing leaders. Um, and I think, as, as you said, looking at this through the particular lens of B2B SaaS companies, it's fun to look at innovative approaches that companies are using and that individuals are using to build their teams. And we're going to look at it from multiple sides. So the CEO hiring a CMO, the CMO hiring their key lieutenants, investors who are often involved in the mix, and of course, you know, the, the talent themselves. Hey marketers, recruiters, and whoever else is tuned in. Thanks for choosing to listen to The Get, a podcast that's going to help you recruit B2B marketers like you mean it. This is our introductory episode, so I'm going to take a moment to introduce the show and our host for the show. You know, there's a lot of shows and podcasts about recruiting, but those usually tend to address recruiters and talent acquisition professionals. The Get is designed for business leaders who want to find and keep their best senior marketing talent. You know, this is among the most underrated and overwhelming challenges for mid-sized high-growth companies today, especially in the B2B SaaS marketing space. Let me give you some stats to support that. The average tenure of a CMO for a technology company is under two and a half years. In SaaS companies, it's usually lower. And in Silicon Valley, the average tenure of a marketing leader is between 6 and 18 months. Compare that to what the average acceptable customer churn rate in SaaS is, which is about 5 to 7%. It's over 10 times more than the typically acceptable customer churn in SaaS. Why is this happening? Why are we not able to get or then keep the best marketing talent in B2B SaaS? Well, finding the right CMO is a time-consuming process with many nuances. You know, there's technical, skill-based, personality, culture-based, all sorts of considerations. The logistics can be pretty complicated too. And if the fit doesn't work out, the cost of cutting loose, the way it's going to affect your clients and employee morale, etc., are, are all significant costs for you to think about. So clearly, finding and keeping the best marketing talent, especially in B2B SaaS tech companies, is a challenge. And each month, we will talk about one crucial aspect of getting this right on the get. And who's we? Well, my name's Chitra Ayer, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Martech Advisor. MTA is going to be hosting this podcast series, but the real force making this a truly valuable listen for you is an executive search professional who focuses 100% on helping CEOs recruit great marketing leaders, Erica Seidel from The Connective Good. Most of her work has been in the B2B SaaS space, and trust me, she's been there and done that. Listening in can really help you build your marketing leadership dream team a lot more effectively and efficiently. So each episode, Erica, with some support from me, will help unravel another layer of the recruiting uh, of recruiting great B2B marketing talent. And we'll introduce you to some guests along the way who are in the trenches and get some of those meaningful conversations over to you through the get. So, Erica, let me start by welcoming you to the show. Thank you for choosing to do this exclusive series with Martech Advisor. And now let me give you a minute to introduce yourself to our listeners. Great. Thank you, Shitra. Um, nice to meet everybody. And uh, I'm really excited by this. Um, my background is uh, such a weird mix of technology and marketing and professional services. 
I uh, started my career doing a tour of different uh, technology companies, mostly being uh, on the user experience uh, design side. Went to business school, and uh, I remember writing this thing at business school about how I wanted my career to be all about developing products that connect people with each other across cultures. And um, it's, so it's so interesting that I ended up doing exactly that. And um, so I run a business called The Connective Good, and uh, as you said, it's executive search for marketing leaders. I do a lot of B2B SaaS, um, not exclusively. Um, I work nationally, and I have been doing this for about eight years. I um, just love talking to people about their careers, and I love helping CEOs find those those magical marketers that will really help them grow. I like to say that my business is all about finding the make money marketers, not so much the make it pretty marketers, although I am seeing more of, a, of an acceptance of marketing as more holistic as companies that were so focused on analytical marketing are now uh, you know, realizing that there can be diminishing returns of always optimizing, always focusing on um, on the analytics and data, and and now they're they're starting to think more holistic, more holistically about brand and such. So, uh, but anyway, my heritage is is um, playing where marketing and analytics and tech and data come together, and it is really really fun. Yeah, I can see that you enjoyed, even though it's such a huge challenge for business leaders finding the right uh, marketing leaders. But clearly, you enjoy it. What what do you enjoy the most about uh, doing executive search for marketers? Well, basically, I get engaged to network and uh, make friends with people uh, wherever they mm-hmm. are. And, um, you know, but a lot of people will think that's all executive search is, is, oh, you're, you're a connector among people. And that's, um, yes, that's part of it. Uh, but really, I see it as helping a CEO make one of the most important decisions that they are going to make. You know, let's get right into it. Let's give our listeners uh, more details on what they're going to hear about on this show. So, you know, let me start by asking you this. What is so hard about recruiting marketing leaders in B2B SaaS companies? Let's set some context here. Yes, it is hard. Um, I have six reasons why it's hard. See, I've mm-hmm. been uh, thinking about this. So, number one, if it is the first time that you are hiring for this role, which in in many cases in, in growth stage companies, that, that is the case. Um, you're kind of designing the role and selling the role at the same time. And it's, you know, candidates might expect that a CEO knows exactly what they want, but in reality, they are learning from the candidates as they go. They are shaping the role as they meet candidates. And so one of the things that I've found helpful is starting a search with, with a research interview where we bring in somebody who has done the CMO job in a, in a relevant other company, but they're not necessarily in the right geography or not necessarily looking for a job, and we get that person to, to kind of advise the, you know, the search. And I, you know, sometimes we do one or two or three of these at the beginning because that helps us to shape the role. Every, every CMO role is, is distinct. It's really not a cookie-cutter kind of role. So that's number one. Um, number two is that there is um, 
one thing that always comes up is where, how much strategy is needed in a role and how much execution. I like to call this altitude. So the sooner you can define the altitude for your job, the better. And just because a CMO is coming in and there's a team in place already that they will manage, it doesn't necessarily mean that they will uh, be, that that CMO will be 100% above it all and focusing on strategy. Sometimes the team is um, junior or, or just needs a lot of teaching and developing, and in that case, then that CMO is going to be very hands-on. Uh, number three, this might be a long list, but anyway, um, a lot of CEOs want the, um, the CMO who's going to drive demand and have great sales partnership um, uh, DNA. But at the same time, the worst thing is having leads that are not qualified for sales. So the best staff marketers will blend brand and demand, and they um, will do so fast because they know that CEOs will get twitchy about huge brand spending um, in, the, in the first few months of a CMO's tenure. So, so they're, they're doing both. Um, number four, CMOs can all sound great, very extroverted, very articulate. Um, and CEOs can have a hard time deciding what flavor do they want. Do they want somebody who came up through the demand gen ranks or through the product marketing ranks or through the corporate marketing ranks? And these can all be great marketers, but if you don't know the different flavors of CMOs, it can be challenging. Uh, number five, I think the role is just getting bigger. One, one of my candidates said to me recently, mm -hmm. the role is breaking Wow, there's a lot to get right, um, and there's a lot that gets stuffed into the CMO role. This is this is great; it's exciting, but um, there's it's, it's again, it's not a cookie cutter role. I like to say you have to focus on the you know the A's, the aptitude, the attitude, the altitude, and also the agility of somebody as you're hiring. And then lastly, uh, the market is tight, right? So there is. Uh, a dearth of great talent out there. And uh, when you're doing a search, you want to move fast so you can grab that super talent. But at the same time, you also probably have a lot of stakeholders, people who are going to work with the marketing leader, and you have to balance the stakeholder involvement with speed. Right. I mean, and you're absolutely right. There's just so much expected out of a marketing leader today. Uh, it sounds more like four or five roles blended into one. And we do hear about a lot of large enterprises splitting that up into chief digital officer, chief experience officer, and you're just breaking down the mandate a little bit just because it just it sounds like too much for one human being to handle. Um, yeah. So we'll get into those nuances as we you know talk further on the show. But uh, while we're talking about enterprises, I wanted to ask, is there a difference in how you would approach recruiting uh, a marketing leader for a VC-funded versus a PE-funded versus a larger public company? What are the flavors there? Right, right. So I've done all of these um, situations, recruiting for all of these situations. As a as a as a marketer and um, as a CEO, like you, you have to kind of understand the, the distinctions. You know, with with VC, it's it's often all about growth. You know, less there's less worry about profitability uh, in some companies. With private equity-run companies, uh, you will probably have investors that are a little bit more involved in the process. So you have more stakeholders, and the focus there is on profitable growth. It's on demonstrating that if you give a dollar to a marketer, then you get 
a dollar thirty, a dollar forty back. Um, th- so if you as a as a candidate can demonstrate that and can understand that that's what uh, a PE person is focusing on, all all the better. Um, I like to say, you know, be a CMO who thinks like a CFO, and then you'll be good. Um, and then on the public company side, you know, that's a there's a variety of situations going on there, but often those are bigger companies, and you see more uh, focus on digital transformation and change management, and it's less about grow, grow, grow. It's more about um, uh, kind of growing and going together and, and bringing people along for the, for the transformation. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. And by the way, you just added another requirement to the list of CMOs. Now they got to think like CFOs too. <laughs> uh, just making it easier every minute. Um, so great. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, again, uh, just to continue with that, tell me, can someone without SaaS experience make the leap into SaaS? considering all the things they're expected to know and do? I think so. Uh, whether CEOs always think so is a different story. <clears throat> so <laughs> often a CEO will want a CMO who has, uh, you know, experience in a particular SaaS business before, um, because the, the perception is that they will speak the language and they'll just feel more familiar and that said, a lot of people are making the leap um, if they haven't already. And the the best marketers who are you know equipped to make the leap, even if they haven't um, been in the SaaS business before, uh, will be focused on speed. They'll be focused on metrics. They'll be focused on tight collaboration with sales and with product. They will be looking at retention and churn. So. Uh, every business, whether it's a SaaS business or not, has a customer retention um, metric. And if you are a marketer that that can demonstrate your um, your understanding of the whole arc of the customer experience and and the, the math that goes along with it, then you'll be uh, further along than most. And and what are you know uh, what are some of the Typical, or what are some good questions to ask if you want to really wet uh, a marketing leader's chops? What do you typically ask? This is, oh, yes, this is my favorite, uh, my favorite question <laughs> is, as I meet marketing leaders, is what question do you want to be asked to demonstrate that you are a great marketer? And I actually think just that question alone has, has just given rise to these awesome conversations. I'll, I'll share with you just a few mm-hmm. things that have come up lately. Um, this is probably something we can talk about on, on future podcasts as well. Um, one person I know is a CMO who, says, who, who loves to ask, uh, ask and be asked, what company do you admire for their marketing and why? Because the idea is as you, as you talk about a company that you admire, you are describing what marketing is and that definition will be either broad or narrow, and that will tell your interviewer something about yourself. So that's number one of them. Another uh, one that somebody came up with the other day when I was talking with her was um, ask the marketer to tell, tell you the business strategy and the business goals, and, and then tell you their marketing strategy and their marketing goals, and to talk about how they are aligned. 
and so as you're listening to that, you want to make sure that they understand the business strategy and, and the goals and that there is alignment to marketing. And another one was just simply, you know, what's your CAC? What's your customer acquisition cost? And, uh, you know, somebody who knows that offhand and can uh, talk about it in an animated way of, you know, why it is where it is and, and um, how it has been going up or down over time, that will just catapult you right into a conversation on, on SaaS marketing. Tell me, talking about interviews and the question that you ask in interviews, are interviews predictive or do you feel the need sometimes to go beyond the interview? And if yes, then how do you do so? Right. I, I am a, a big fan of going beyond the interview because uh, studies have shown that interviews are actually not that predictive. They can be great in getting alignment within the company that's hiring, uh, but but if you only focus on the interview, then you get the candidate who is the best at interviewing, which is not necessarily the candidate that will be the best at the job. So I always advise my clients to be the work of a candidate. And it could be a kind of chalk talk where the candidate comes in and, and whiteboards about, you know, for instance, their campaign planning process. Um, or their funnel and where they are leaking leads and how they could improve that. Um, it, or sometimes it's, it's something more formal, like a presentation on how they would tackle the job in the first 90 days, um, or what innovative ideas they have to drive growth. So you want to think about how to structure this kind of uh, prompt, you know, whether it makes sense to have more structure uh, or versus less structure. Normally for more senior candidates, they, they do well with less structure. Um, and you also want to think about whether you're asking candidates to share something from their past experience or whether they're, you're asking them to inhabit your company and your needs. Um, it can be a little easier for you as the hiring lead to get people to inhabit your space, but it's a little harder for the candidates. It's a, it's a, it's a heavier lift for them. Um, one of the companies that I worked with was um, we were doing a VP of marketing search and the person was going to be managing a team of about 12 people and leadership style was really key. And so they asked the candidates, the finalist candidates, to uh, pick three of their leadership characteristics. So for instance, perseverance and you know, discipline and metrics and write a paragraph about each of those um, themes for their leadership and then discuss it with the team that they would manage. And that always sticks in my mind as, wow, that's, that's, that's really cool. You know, you take something kind of nebulous like leadership and you, and you make it more concrete. So those are just some ideas uh, for getting beyond the interview. This is a, probably a topic we could talk about for a long time. From the em potential employer's point of view, okay, when they come to you, what do they say to you? What Typically, what does their brief sound like? And how do you really tease out from them the kind of thing that they are looking for, the kind of person they are looking for? Often for a B2B SaaS company, it's, it's um, well, I have my salesperson in place, and I want to make sure I have a strong marketing leader to, to kind of hold hands with them and build a demand engine and, and put the company on the map. And some of the questions that I find helpful to ask are, um, one is, tell me three business results that you are looking for from this hire in the first year. 
and why? And then how about beyond year one and why? Another question I ask is when are things going to get tense or difficult for this person? Um, another thing that I, I found helpful is to say, tell me about a, a situation where you felt the need for this new person most acutely. And for that, I'm trying to trying to uh, understand the the daily life in the company so that I can bring that alive for candidates. Right. And do you see uh, business leaders putting the kind of effort and investment of uh, time and uh, interest that's needed to find the right fit? Is it sometimes that people breathe through it, hurry through it, and that's why the CMOs don't tend to stick? <laughs> I think it really depends on the company. Um, some companies hire quicker than others. It doesn't mean that they are making worse decisions, um, you know, because they could have a robust process and it's just accelerated. You know, they're meeting candidates at, at night um, and they are, what I like to say, satisficing versus optimizing, right? They'll say like, okay, this is the candidate that meets 80% of what we're looking for. Um, I can coach on the remaining 20% or I can amplify with external consultants or, or board members or whatnot, and, and that works out fine. Usually if a company is working with an executive search person like me or, or whomever they're working with, you know, they're, they're committing resources to that process, and it's not just, oh, let me – Pay somebody to take this problem off my plate, but it's let me have somebody who's going to orchestrate this whole process, and I'm going to learn from it. And so um, that's what a lot of clients have told me that after a search, wow, I learned so much about marketing and about what's out there and about a recruiting process in general. There you go. And listeners of The Get can actually get some of those insights directly from Erica without actually having her run an exec search for you. So, um, you know, I'd love to invite everyone who's on the show today to listen in, share, and uh, talk about uh, or tell us what they want to hear about. Uh, but just before we go, um, Erica, I'm really looking forward to the series with you. Do you have any closing thoughts on, you know, what our listeners can expect or who they can expect to meet with on episodes to come? Yes, uh, we have a couple different uh, guests coming up. Uh, there is a CMO that I placed recently within a MarTech company who is going to talk about um, kind of the anatomy of a search from her perspective. Um, I have an investor lined up, somebody who has uh, hired marketing leaders before for B2B SaaS portfolio companies. So that'll be really interesting. And um, a, a, a pal of mine who I have done a, a, a workshop on around um, building great marketing teams with uh, a, a, a discipline called talent optimization. So those are those are a few things up our sleeves. Fantastic. So, uh, Erica, thanks. Welcome to the first episode, and looking forward to all of the exciting episodes to come um, in the months ahead. Also, to our listeners, we are available on SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, Spotify and all of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. So go ahead, follow us, and don't miss a single episode of The Get. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today for The Get. Join us next time with another guest. 
Till then, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify, or check us out on LinkedIn and Twitter so you don't miss a thing.